we've all been waiting for kind of the holy grail, the the affordable EV that, that, you know, is big enough to move the family, to carry our stuff, and that will come in at a reasonable price. We were told the Chevy Equinox would be that. So what are we getting, really? Uh, we asked that question because today is Tuesday. Time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road matters, but getting generations down them, that's what really matters. Bridgestone. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. We welcome in a guy who's fresh off the uh, Chicago Auto Show, Paul Eisenstein, senior contributing editor for Headlight.News. Not .com, .news. We want to make sure we get that right. Paul, good morning. Hey, good to be with you, Guy. So the Chevy was supposed to be, and I mean, I, I can't think of a car that I've been as excited to hear about, but is also... Uh, excited to see what its sticker is going to say. Have they delivered on their promise to give us an EV at $30,000? Well, uh, we can give you a no with an asterisk. Uh, They came in at just short of $35,000 for the base 1LT model. The the Equinox did not come in at 30. However, uh, unlike most EVs on the market right now, it does qualify for the $7,500 in federal tax credits. So, How long do we have to wait for the LT, or are they going to put out the loaded versions first? Uh, they're going to put the slightly higher version, a few thousand bucks higher. Okay. Uh, the LT will be out later this year, so a few months. Not, not, we're not talking what Tesla does, which is maybe or never. Uh, <laughs> <they> do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we should see it soon, and so here's the good part. When you do add the $7,500, taking account $7,500, which you now are able to take and apply as a down payment under uh, revised federal rules, uh, the the 1LT will start at about 27.5, which is uh, not a bad number. Paul, does, will that lower price uh, calm any infrastructure anxiety that people still have about EVs? Look, there's so many different concerns that people have. Some of them valid, some not. Uh, no, some people are going to be still worried. Oh, where's my charging? Where where am I going to be able to charge in Duwajiak or <laughs> some other uh, remote place when they when once every two or three years they might drive through that location? Now, the reality is the the uh, range numbers are pretty darn good. The front-wheel drive version of the uh, of, of the new Equinox will be able to get 315 miles, which is a darn good number. It's uh, some of the best in the segment. Uh, you know, you're seeing other vehicles, similar vehicles, uh, similar-sized vehicles, which are getting as little as 220 miles range. Uh, the all-wheel drive versions, which will follow, that will probably come out late this year. Uh, they're still getting 285 miles, which is, again, very, very good. Uh, Paul, I was going to ask you about the range, so you took care of that. Uh, we're waiting for uh, an EV that, you know, clicks with the consumer. Could this be it? I think this is a good-looking vehicle. Uh, there's a lot of features, particularly on the slightly higher versions uh, and all the way up. Uh, as you can expect, the, the one that will come in 27 and change with the federal tax credits uh, is going to be fairly basic, but uh, it won't be the usual stripper model. There will be some nice, nice features on it. Uh, so um, I, I think people may find this attractive. Uh, 
you, we're going to have to wait though. When if if you're looking for the twenty thousand dollar entry level model, we're just going to have to wait. Uh, but they are coming. We we do think that they're coming. Uh, Tesla reportedly is working on a vehicle that will come in before credits at about twenty five thousand uh, dollars. It, it's at least uh, we in the media are referring to it as the Tesla Model Two. And then you probably heard that Ford Motor Company has launched a program. Uh, they're calling it a Skunk Works program, set up almost as an independent company operating away from their their main EV operations. And that's also going to target a vehicle uh, that'll come in somewhere just around or slightly north of twenty five thousand dollars before the federal tax credits. And are those the, the, the big yet-to-comes in addition to the, the Equinox? The Equinox is, is uh, getting a lot of ink, but what, what other choices might consumers have? Oh, there's a lot of things out there. There's in the affordability vehicles. category, I guess. Uh, you're going to have the Volvo EX30 coming out. Uh, that also will push into the, the low, mid $30,000 range. Okay. Uh, if you lease it, you'll be able to get the federal tax credit. Uh, it normally doesn't apply to that. You know, this is the trick I think a lot of folks haven't figured out yet. Uh, under the strange, strange federal uh, federal incentive rules that we have, uh, you only about, what, 15 or so of the EVs out there qualify for that $7,500 tax credit. But if you lease the vehicles, a lot more qualify. Well, and, and, you know, depending on which way the political winds blow, we don't know how long we're going to be able to hang on to that tax credit. We, we've seen the, the EV sales line is continuing to head in the upper right-hand direction, but it has kind of flattened out. Will this give that a jump start and maybe steepen that sales increase? I, I think you're right, yeah. Um, one of the things that you're going to see automakers do is start to talk more about being able to ta- get the tax credits on a lot more EVs if you lease. And, and, you know, leasing has been very popular. It's a very good way to cut, to cut your monthly payments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, EV sales grew. Here's a critical thing. EV sales grew over 800% between 2019 and 2023. 20, uh, so that, that's huge growth. Uh, you, you, you haven't seen that very often in the industry for anything else, any, anything new. Uh, but last year they started to flatten out. They're growing at about the same pace as the overall U.S. new car market right now. Uh, here's a critical thing that people sort of are misunderstanding. The growth is there, and for the first time ever, last year Americans bought a million EVs. Um. Uh, we had the uh, Chicago Auto Show, you know, chairman or the head of it on our show, and he was very excited. Um, are people showing up? Is it as a good show? It's a smaller show, a lot smaller. Um, ooh, it would be sort of like cutting uh, cutting in half the number of halls at Kobo uh, that were used. Um, hmm. So, yeah, it, it's very much downsized. Uh, and remember, there are two shows. The auto shows are typically two in one. When you have the big shows like Detroit, New York, L.A., and Chicago, uh, there's the public show, and then there is the uh, media show. Mm-hmm. And it's from a media standpoint, it was very, very small. We only had one brand, which was Kia, 
introduced new products in Chicago this year. Right. It had two products, but only one brand. Uh, but the good news for uh, at least the uh, organizers and for the public that want to see things, uh, there's still a lot to see there. In fact, it's the first public showing of the uh, Tesla Cybertruck. All righty then. So but you, you saw a pretty good gate there, though, in Chicago. The, the organizers are pleased. Ask, yeah, asking for a friend uh, down at Huntington Place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the turnout, the public turnout looked like it was pretty good. I mean, I, I didn't stand there and uh, you know those little clickers that they used to count people passing through the turnstiles. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really don't have a good way to judge yet. But uh, when I happened to be there, I was uh, on the air, in fact, with uh, one of the local Chicago stations on Saturday morning. Uh, and I was there while the public uh, started to trickle in, uh, and there were a lot of people outside. There were a lot of people in line waiting for the show to open. All right. Paul, thanks so much for bringing us up to date. We'll await the orders on the Chevy Equinox, see if it's the hit that it's predicted to be, and uh, if that can help kind of spike more interest in EVs. Appreciate your time. Hey, good to be with you. All right. Paul Eisenstein, and you can find Paul's reporting at Headlight. Dot news. By the way, uh, Secretary of Transportation Buttigieg keeps making it, it's, it's, you know, he's trying to pitch EVs and he's trying to criticize Trump at the same time. But he keeps using this comparison that people that are reluctant to get in an EV are like those that still like their rotary phone. Mm-hmm. How insulting and Marie Antoinette is that? I mean, do you really what? think you're going to win over hearts and minds by insulting somebody that is expressing as a consumer real concerns that this might not be right for them? Right. Oh, you're, you know, he kind of he's kind of insisting that we're all just a bunch of knuckle dragging Luddites who are resisting this inevitable wave of, of the future. We're not there yet on a no. lot of fronts. And, and it's OK. And we're not there. I just think that it's is okay. such a tone deaf analogy. And he's not helping his case by using it. When we come back, Michigan universities, we know that there is a a new effort out there to bring two years of free community college to all Michiganders that want it. What will that do to four-year universities? Is it stealing students or is it adding them in the long run? We'll have that discussion next on JR Morning.